What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode uh, to the Antler Up podcast. We are on episode six. We are flying by. We're just getting rolling, baby. Uh, I'm Jeremy Dinsmore, and Dimitri and I have Jimmy from Hunt Free on today's show. Jimmy is an avid bow hunter and active military member currently. Uh, and in, in this episode, Jimmy shares his message on what Hunt Free is and talks about his 2019 season and what to expect in 2020. Uh, and before we get into the show today, I just want to say again, thank you again for all of you listening. We really appreciate it. And if you wouldn't mind, please go on to, uh, uh, whatever platform you are using, follow, leave a comment, leave a, a review for us. It really means a lot and it will help us out. Um, so again, please, and thank you for, for listening, uh, for helping us out with that. And also huge thank you to those, uh, that have purchased a brand new custom leather patch hat, uh, made by Shea Butler Knives. So if you know if you haven't done so, go check out his custom gear. What a wonderful individual, and also what a great worker. Uh, the 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 hats are top notch. Uh, and also, let's take a moment to thank our friends over at America's Best Bowstrings. Uh, with ABB, you're going to get one-of-the-kind customer service and custom set of strings at our next-level performance. Uh, they are more than just awesome colors. They are a brand new. Uh, they have a brand new warranty out on their strings, whether it's the Premium or Platinum series. And uh, you know, they have the Equalized Strand technology that Brian talked about on our podcast a couple weeks ago. That ensures constant tension, uh, so you no need to worry about people rotation uh, so again you know go check them out over at americasbestbowstrings.com also want to thank our partners over at big sky uh, rentals where you are able to rent premium hunting uh fishing and camping gear we recently last week's episode had jay and bob on the episode where uh, we talk about how e easy it is for you to rent the gear that you need for the next great adventure um, so go check them out at bigskyrent.com and, uh, you know, last but not least, let's talk about gear uh, and specifically first light gear. So this past season, all I wore uh, in the field was first light and I couldn't be more impressed and happy with how the gear performed in the elements. Now I use a, the whole system from base layers to the outerwear, uh, but my favorite is, is hands down the solitude kit. This kit was perfect for those days in the forties, all the way down to the low twenties and even in the teens. Uh, the muff pocket is in the bibs is an amazing uh to keep your hands warm it's good to keep your release and you throw some some hand warmers in there and you're released because like for me i use a handheld release that kept my release warm on those cold days uh, instead of just leaving it on the bowstring uh, so that was an amazing thing and the way you do that is by putting your your hands through the kit link pass through through the jacket the salt to jacket so together that kit was absolutely dynamite i love this feature and currently first light is actually running a 20 percent off uh, turkey sale so you know spring gobblers on our minds uh, if it's not shed hunting season for you uh, so go check out all the gear that i used and grab some spring turkey gear over at firstlight.com so hey everybody thank you again for listening we really hope you enjoy today's episode with jimmy from hunt free till next time antler up All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Antler Up Podcast. And this evening, we have Jimmy G from Hunt Free uh, talking about some hunting, his his new um, endeavor, what he's got going on with Hunt Free. So, Jimmy, welcome. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here and uh, get to talk about 
everything I'm starting is exciting. Awesome, man. I, yeah, it's an awesome to, to get jumping into something new and, you know, something about your passion. So we're, we're excited to have you share your message and tell us about Hunt Free. But, you know, before we get into that, Jimmy, tell us a little bit about you and like who you are and where you're coming from, man. Yeah, so um, I guess the, the Cliff Notes version would be uh, that I left home two weeks after I turned 18 and went to boot camp and joined the Coast Guard. And three and a half years later, here I am in North Carolina. And in between, I was on a ship in, out of Boston, a cutter. And then uh, for about 11 months, went to some training in Virginia. And I've been in North Carolina for just over two years. Um, and I'm originally from Long Island, New York. Forgot to say that. But uh, yeah, it's been quite the ride. Been uh, a lot of ups and downs, learning lessons, but it's kind of funny. It's ultimately every everything has ultimately brought me to this moment right here. So I'm I'm loving every second of it. That's awesome, man. And you say you're from Long Island. So how did you uh, come in uh, getting into hunting? Oh well, <laughs> see Long Island. Uh, there's a lot of hunting there. People, I think it's kind of the definitely obviously overlooked but I, I everyone always asks me that question they they say how do you get into hunting but there's a huge hunting and bow hunting specific community on long island because that's all you can do there is bow hunt right um during the regular season and um but my dad and his and his brother my uncle they've always hunted uh his grandparents my dad's grandparents hunted so it's just been in our family and uh my uncle has killed a lot of really big deer on long island um and my dad he, he doesn't kill as many big deer because he works a lot so he doesn't get out that much but he's killed a handful and i've been there on a couple of the hunts where he's gotten a nice buck so it's just been instilled in me from the beginning yeah we could even i mean i know you're, you're, you're it was your dad that got a nice buck this past year right uh yeah my dad killed that um it was an eight pointer but it if he had been like normal two-sided frame it would have been like 140 inch eight pointer but he nice. wound it up being 130 131 i believe but the one side was just so funky it almost grew like inside out so the picture's like on my instagram somewhere i, I forgot i had posted that but yeah that that deer was pretty awesome yeah no, that's a cool experience too and I, I i remember seeing too like online from different outlets of of you know seeing that long island is like invaded with a bunch of deer. So I know they are looking for people to go in there with some extra tags to go hunt. So that's a pretty cool thing. So I know there was like a viral video of some kid. And I don't know if you saw it of like cursing out a hunter, just like chilling out in his truck. Did you ever see that video? Oh yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's funny. Kind of the way I would explain it or what kind of sums it up is a lot of people hunt out in the Hamptons on Long Island, and uh, there's a lot of rich people out there, which, I mean, that's what the Hamptons is kind of known for. Right. I mean, I, I don't blame them. It's nice, so why not live there? But they have these huge deer fences up because they don't want deer eating their landscaping, but then they don't like to give uh, hunters permission to use their property, so it kind of doesn't make any sense. But So I could see how, why that video wound up popping up, but yeah. It's crazy. It's all good, though. But now, so I know you, you know, I obviously I've, we've been following each other on, on Instagram and social media for a little while. And, um, you know, you do a great job of posting all your stuff. And, you know, I know you do whitetail hunter. Do you hunt any other species that you're going out for or anything? Um, so I've hunted turkeys in the past and uh, just not with the bow. But now I'm pretty much going to be only bow hunting. 
Okay. Uh, just I hadn't I didn't hunt for like two years after joining the Coast Guard, and when I got back into it, I realized how much more I love bow hunting than gun hunting. So this will actually be my first year going after turkeys with the bow. Um, and I would love to hunt more species, but that's just something that'll come down the line. Yeah. I think in my eyes, definitely mule deer and then, uh, elk probably after that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, that's, you know, we're excited to do some, some more stuff to this upcoming season for next year. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about your 2019 season. You know, I know I've been following you and saw some of your videos that you put out on YouTube about, you know, some of the struggles that you were going through and, uh, you know, you, you got after it. It wasn't like you didn't. Uh, so, you know, want to give us a quick rundown of your 2019 season and, you know, what you learned and what challenges you faced and how you overcame some stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say that my 2019 season pretty much started like this time last year, like kind of the, the excitement because it was when I was first getting back into hunting after I'd been in the coast guard for a while. Um, and I was waiting, waiting and it, it felt like even more of more long of a wait than, uh, I remember it being as a kid because I knew that just when the next season came, I would just be hunting. So, but it had been so long and I was just so excited. And going through the process, uh, I had started my social media, so I was seeing it all all over all the time, everyone doing all this stuff, and the excitement was really there. And then come July, I had bought uh, a camera for the first time and was going to start to film. And the first, this is really where my season starts, is that the first time I went out to film deer over the bean fields in the uh, farm in Virginia that I hunt at, I saw 13 deer within you know i was probably sitting there not no more than two hours at the most not even um and one of the deer i saw was a deer that i called splitter and i i i would say i'm a decent guess at uh scoring deer on the hook and i'd say that he's in he's for sure in the 140s eight pointer and he had a giant split brow time like the main part of his brow is probably seven inches and the split was like another four inches. So that's why I called him splitter. And, uh, that's really where the season began. So he was on my mind, no doubt. That was the biggest year that I've ever seen on the hook, uh, anywhere. So that, that really got me excited. And then I got, uh, my lone wolf set up, trail cameras out, and there's a bunch of other ladder stands set up on the farm. So I had a good game plan of how I was going to get after it season came and i got out a handful of times in october but then come november i uh i took about 12 days off of work straight and hunted pretty much i would say i think i hunted eight or nine days straight out of those 12 days and i wound up getting the dough uh actually i should go back so i wound up earlier shooting a deer that i thought was a doe and then after i got him it wound up being a small spike so you know i'm not gonna sit here and say i know it all or know everything because i that's far from so i made a mistake it was like early light still legal shooting light but couldn't make it out um so wound up having to burn a buck tag right and then in virginia i had to uh shoot a doe before i could shoot another buck so when i went on this 10-day trip i was really stressing about shooting a doe wound up getting a small doe but then couldn't get a good buck to walk in front uh on my second to last day i was in a stand that we call second gate food plot and uh at it was 35 mile an hour 
uh, not 35 mile an hour, 35 degrees out, 20 mile an hour winds. It was windy, it was whipping hard, but still wanted to be out there. And uh, at like 7.30, I hear a couple of does rustling around in the brush, and then I hear a grunt, so I stand up. And four does came out at the 30-yard trail, and then I looked to my left, and in this thick briar brush where I couldn't get a shot, I saw the buck splitter. And I filmed him, and at the time, I didn't know it was him, but when I went back and reviewed the footage, it was him, and I was glad to see he was still alive, but it just sucked that I had him at 25 yards and couldn't get a shot, but that was pretty much my season right there. You know, I'm kind of hoping that it turns into a two-year story, and I get to meet back up with Splitter again, because that would make it even more epic, I should say, but uh, that was it, so... Now, will you be able to go here anytime soon to go back and like maybe go shed hunting or get some more intel about some stuff? Like, do you still run trail cam- cameras right now? Uh, yeah. So I've been back um, recently. I mean, I go there pretty often, and uh, I went uh, shed hunting. I found one nice shed. I didn't score the side, but I think if uh, it found the matching side, it probably would have been about a hundred and five inch eight pointer. So nice shed to find. Um, that was a few weeks ago, so it's still a little bit early. Um, so when I go back, I'll be going back next week. I'm going to do some shed hunting. And I've moved my trail cameras around in some different spots. So, yeah, I'm always trying to move around. It's a 500-acre farm, so it's, there's a lot to know and learn and figure out. And it's not always the same one year in one spot as, as it is the next. So Right. Right. Um, so, you know, you talked about that. It was, you know, a trying season and stuff and you were bouncing around. So like what states were you going to? So I know like Virginia was like you mentioned already, but I know that's one of the spots that you would post on social media. What other, what other areas were you uh, hunting at then this year? So I hunted one time in North Carolina, but uh, where I, where I live towards the coast, it's just, I'm the only one down here. Like I don't have any friends that hunt. Uh, I don't know anybody that hunts. So it would really be a lot for me to try to do it down here. Um, Especially with work. Cause when I get off, you know, after you're on work for two days, you're just like, I need to kind of relax a little bit and, you know, not having the resources of friends and something somewhere to hang up a deer. I just kind of stay away from it down here. Um, And the public land down here is very much, kind of run with dog hunters a lot some people don't like that some people don't mind it i don't personally care for it but hunted here once and virginia that's it on the farm but um next year i'll be living in virginia so come next season i'll be not only hunting the farm in virginia but uh definitely going to look into a lot of different public pieces as well right nice that's good well you know what I really like about, you know, your content and, you know, and bringing it back to ours is that we're, we're both just getting started. We're both trying to get out, get our message out there, showing our passion, our enthusiasm for the great outdoors and hunting and fishing and camping, whatever it be, you know, what, let's talk about what hunt free is and how did you get uh, the idea of hunt free and kind of just explain what it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, for a while I've been posting my own stuff and I've really taken a liking to not, it's not just about posting or meet or it's about posting, but it's about meeting people and creating that sense of community, which is something I wanted more of. Absolutely. Uh, And for for me, it's kind of, you know, it's perfect timing. Uh, I'll be getting out of the Coast Guard in about four and a half, five months. So looking at, you know, what am I going to do moving forward for school? 
and such and such. Um, so I kind of took an analytical look at the social media stuff. And that's what I get a lot of enjoyment out of is it's essentially, it's like playing the game. I mean, it, if you're taking it as serious as I am, and as I'm sure you are, you know, it becomes business. So you, you're doing, you're making the right chess moves at the right times, aligned with what your ultimate goal is to do the right things and get to that next level. So that's just as much fun for me as just the hunting aspect of it. Uh, Cause that's now what I'm going to go to school for is marketing and business. Um, so it's kind of, that's where my mind was going towards it. So I came to the conclusion in my head was, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to just post my stuff about just Jimmy because whether, you know, as this may or may not seem true to some people, but it pretty much is. There's just so many people on there doing it now that, uh, you know, they might come to your page and just see, you know, Jimmy Jaraputo and they're like, well, who's this? There's not really anything for them to connect to. Right. But right. that brand, that, that sense of community that's built off of who I am and what I want to, you know, what my ultimate goal is, that's something that people can really connect to uh, and we can connect to it together. So it almost becomes like a third party of who I am, right? And then I, and then I can build a community around that. So Hunt Free has really started because of that. And, but the, the reason it is Hunt Free and uh, its goals are what it, what they are is because of who I am and what I've done. So being that I'm in the military still and then will be a veteran in a couple months and I love to hunt and shoot my bow. I mean, I'm no target archer, but I like to shoot. So I, I don't want to give the wrong impression there, but, uh, you know, that's, that's it. Right. So it's how can I give back to what's given me so much, which is the military and the veteran, you know, being part of that veteran community um, and through what I love hunting and archery in the outdoors. So that's really where it comes from. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty cool because I think too, I mean, how you said it's just about bringing kind of everybody together and like for us, like with antler up, I mean, our buddy Mike, that's part of it. You know, he just, he's only been hunting the past two years and his past season was his first whitetail that he's ever shot. And it like for me it's just like hey man antler up dude <laughs> you know like it's just kind of yeah. that, like i mean i know dudley has his knock on and like that's the kind of message that i'm portraying with like with the antler up like i you know i'm a pe teacher so i love when some of my students see me and they're like yo dins i'm like what's up guys and they're like antler up i'm like antler up baby like and it, i don't like for the most part because hopefully the rapport i build with them like I, I think they mean it and are having fun with it. And that's what it is, you know? And if, and some of the kids I know for a fact are not hunters and probably do not come from a hunting family, but they're interested now in it. And I think it's pretty cool. So I, I like your message of the hunt free. So good stuff, man. I like that. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I love that story too, to hear that, uh, you got, you know, your, your students saying it back to you. Cause that's, that's what it's about. I mean, for me, like, I guess maybe some people go into something like this, whether it's in hunting or anything else, and they're worried about the dollar sign and, you know, wow, I can make money off of this. If all I ever got out of this was a huge community of people who are willing to align their goals with mine, then so be it. Because it's fun, it's exciting, it's what we love to do, and why not, you know, make it bigger and better than just hunting by yourself, get everyone on board and and accomplish 
some really great goals while you're at it. That's, and it's awesome. So I like that story as well. Yeah. So first of all, Jimmy, thanks for your service. And oh, thank I, I, you. You're welcome. This is Dimitri, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I think what surprised me the most when we started Antler Up and and we got on board and everything rolling is how fast, especially through social media and, you know, uh, the outdoor show, how fast you can meet people in this business. And you talk about a community and it really is. I'm a lot of the companies that we've already talked to and we've only been doing the podcast for a short period of time of who we actually got to talk to us and, and, and kind of chat and get to know and, and even create a friendship with, you know, a lot of companies that you may think would just kind of shy off and, and, and not want to talk to someone that's just starting out in this business. But when it comes down to it, it really is a community and, and we all just share the same passion and, and think about, you know, we're just guys that like to sit around a fire and tell hunting stories. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, for, you know, that's essentially what we're doing right now is just sitting around a digital campfire. It's just changed in a lot of, lot of ways. I mean, we wouldn't have been talking 10, 15 years ago right now, but it's great that it can come to this and we can do it on a Tuesday night at eight o'clock sitting in my kitchen and y'all are in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Now, Jimmy, what, what message are you trying to get across to your followers with the hunt free? So, um, I came up with the, I use the term core values because, uh, pretty much every military branch has a set of core values. So like the coast guard is honor, respect, and devotion to duty. That's their core values. I mean, essentially, that's their brand, right? That's what they they want people to stand for. So I figured it makes perfect sense for me to come up with a set for Hunt Free. Uh, I came up with freedom, gratitude, and sacrifice. Short, sweet, and to the point. I think without any explanation, it it pretty much speaks for itself. But in further detail, um, you know, freedom, uh, it's about representing the fact that, you know, I want Hunt Free to represent the freedoms we have in this country, right? Just like, you know, America, that's what we stand for is for freedom for everyone. Uh, so to be grateful that we are able to hunt, but then also you're free to hunt in your own unique way, because I mean, you may like, you know, there's always the back and forth of which products are better, but that, that doesn't really matter. As long as you're out there and you're having fun and you're hunting and teaching other people and you're able to all do it together. That's what, that's where the freedom's at really. Uh, and then the gratitude is just being grateful every day, right? That we do live in this country uh, and also grateful for sacrifices made so that we can hunt. Um, and then sacrifice comes from that, you know, I, under, I understand what it means to sacrifice in, in I guess, the traditional sense of where this is coming from is that, you know, veterans, all veterans have sacrificed in some uh, sort of fashion, right? But really, everyone knows what it means to sacrifice. I mean, you guys are doing this. This isn't your full-time job, so really you're sacrificing. This is time that you're working hard to get done what you're passionate about. So really, I think across the board, veteran or not, or whoever you are, this is something we can all really relate to. And uh, it's a way to come together through all those, through those core values and be able to love hunting, the outdoors, archery, and whatever it may be. Yeah, because a lot of times we talk about freedom and the hunt that you want to hunt, whether you're out there trying to shoot a spike, and then that may be your first deer, or maybe that's your 10th deer, but if you just enjoy 
being out there and, and harvest that animal for, for your family, for food. Or if you're going out there for 150 or 160 uh, inch deer, I mean, we're all the same. We're still hunting and we still love to do it no matter where we're at or, or what goals you have. I mean, um, we're still out there doing what we love and I don't think we should judge anyone for that either way. Absolutely. I agree. I have a friend, um, his name's Matt. He's on the social media, uh, Carney Brook Outdoors. I don't know if y'all have heard of him or not. But yeah, yeah, we have, we follow each other. Yeah, he, you know, he got a deer with, uh, I believe that he got a spike with his bow this year. It's the first one he got, and I was, like, stoked because, and I wasn't even there. I've never met him in person, but just having spoken to him and knowing how excited he was and talk about putting in the work. He was out there all the time, and it's not like me down here where it's, you know, 40 or 50 degrees in Virginia, maybe sometimes 30. I mean, he's sitting in the teens all the time up in Maine. So I gave him props for that. No doubt. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Now you said about starting some self-filming this year. I know Jeremy and I had a little bit of difficulties this year. We talked about it prior in our earlier podcasts. I, I had my camera arm actually break the day of I shot my buck and Jeremy wasn't able to get his strapped to the tree fast enough before he shot his buck. What challenges have you had trying to self-film yourself? Um, so I'm very critical of myself, I think, in everything I do. Um, and I try to be as perfect as I can. They're kind of looking in hindsight fashion. The, the difficulties I had was just that I was new to it. Um, I think when it comes to the actual setup of the gear, um, I, I was pretty much fine. Uh, I didn't, but I also, I didn't have to really set up a tree stand every time I went in. So that definitely is a benefit is, you know, not having to worry about using a saddle or a climber or sticks and stand. I can just walk to the tree and get set up. So that was helpful. Uh, when it comes to the gear, I can see how having all that extra stuff can make it even more uh, you know, more difficult. I think if I had one, if I had to choose one difficulty, it was honestly finding the way, best way to stay organized. Um, because every backpack you look at is either really expensive and might be good for all your gear, or then you get it's too cheap and then it doesn't hold your gear well. And, you know, those shoulders on the camera arms are, they're, they're pretty, pretty heavy uh relatively to compared to the rest of the gear so trying to stay organized and not crush your camera is really a, a an issue for me so that yeah. was really the biggest one yeah i mean even for me i mean i know dimitri you've been filming once in a while like for a couple years ago you did some stuff and this was my first crack at it and i found a lot of different challenges whether it be like you just mentioned mentioned jimmy whether like with the equipment how am i carrying it in and getting set up i mean i remember i think it was like the second sit of the season and i get up and i wanted to change lens on my camera because i use a dslr and as i'm i'm like pulling something out and the like the smaller of my lens just like dropped to the bottom of, of from my tree stand i was like oh man luckily it was in like a nice soft case and it was still early so there was still a good amount of green on the ground but below me so i was i was good but uh i am i mean for me 
I'm still looking, hopefully by summer, I would like to get my new, like a new MacBook Pro be just because right now I've been editing all my, all the films, uh, all my recordings basically on my iPad. Um, so yeah, so that's been like, I know there's, you know, there's more things I could do. Like you mentioned, like you're critical of yourself. I know there's a lot more that I could do with our videos. It's just a matter of getting that equipment to basically get me there. So it was like, I took the step of like starting this whole thing. I want to make sure one, I love it. And kind of going into it just with my passion, I knew I was going to, but I wanted to make sure for a fact. And like now I'm in it and I'm like, well, by next season, I definitely need to have a better uh, editing software system going. I mean, I'm still using like the Adobe Rush Pro for it and like the best of, of for that aspect of things. But again, I know I could do a lot more like, you know, I noticed like how you started doing a couple of weeks ago, you posted that new like remix of like your season, you know, and doing the editing to mute to the music and all that type of stuff, which it makes it a better overall production. And, uh, for me, that's something that I know we're going to step our game up with for sure for next season. And, you know, the whole with the camera arm stuff, I know Lone Wolf Custom Gear is coming out with a really good arm that we got a chance to see firsthand at the PA Outdoor Show. It's really slick and slim. And so hopefully that could be something that we may add into our arsenal for next year just to kind of eliminate the bulk um, but I know next year I'll be for sure given saddle hunting a, a try. So I'll be hopefully getting in a, uh, tethered, uh, phantom here pretty soon to give it a go. But that's something that if I go that route and I don't get a slim, smaller arm, I'll be okay with using that fourth arrow arm still. Yeah, I could see that for sure. The, the fourth arrow arm is not bad. It's just that, that, that shoulder yeah. It's heavy relatively. Um, that Lone Wolf Custom Gear one does look nice, though. Now, it just for me, it comes down to you know what what do I want to spend my money on? Because I try to I tried to get myself now that I'm taking this you know to this next serious level. I'm you know I'm trying to look at what I'm what I buy or what I use very uh, meticulously because I don't want to get something that I don't really need. Right. Uh, but, but anything that's a necessity that's going to help me get the job done the right way, then yeah, I'll go for it. Yeah. I mean, that's even going back to like the last week's episode talking with Big Sky. And I mean, I know it's not camera gear. You know, this is what we're mainly talking about. But like, that's like their whole message for just hunting gear in general is if you only need a certain amount of, you know, items for certain things, that's a good thing for the, for an individual to say, hey, I'm only going to rent this because I'm only going out two times a year, mainly for hunting. So instead of dropping, you know, X amount of dollars on whatever, you know, you're able to rent it. So that's, that's a, you know, Hey, maybe it's a pitch for your, Hey, Jay and Bob, if you're listening, go ahead and check out some camera gear maybe for, (laughs) for a hunting package. But you know, you, let me go back just one, one little step to Jimmy. You talked about, you know, what you're doing now, you know, bouncing around and you're going to be finishing up to coast guard in four or five months what, how do you go about balancing work, life, hunting, you know, your hunt free project? How, how are you going about that? So I, uh, I work a two day on two day off schedule. So whenever I'm off, I have a fair bit of free time after I spend my day going to the gym and getting ready for work, uh, when it's the day before I go. So I use that time up obviously. Uh, but when it comes to being at work, we're done with work 
we stay there for two days, but we're done at four o'clock in the afternoon um, on a normal work day. And granted, if something happens, we need to go out, obviously, then we handle that. But on a normal, normal, regular day done at four o'clock. So I usually go right to the gym. And if I'm not feeling tired and lazy, of course, but um, then I'm usually up till 10, 11 o'clock at night working on stuff. So lately been working on uh, the, the vlogs coming out that I filmed, um, editing them, and then brainstorming uh, getting mer- how to get merchandise, how to ship it, every little detail of everything that you can see as a piece of this I've been looking into. Um, even with, it's kind of funny, we talked about being organized. I was looking at new backpacks today, so I'll be definitely getting a new one of those. Um, and we talked again about like stepping up our level. So I spend a lot of my time on, uh, looking at what I've done, what I've filmed or what I've gotten content for and kind of looking at it in the inverse and not just seeing it as just one vlog, but how can I look at it and see multiple Instagram posts? for it or also i'm starting to use tiktok too because not a lot of people are using tiktok so i don't want to give away my secret not that it is a secret really but you know that's something that no one's really leveraging so i'm using a lot of my time being very analytical about what i do and seeing where i can differentiate myself essentially now jimmy tell us a little bit you talked that you hunted on a 500 acre farm this year now explain and, and talk about what are the terrain features you're hunting on that farm? Is it, is it private? Is it public? And go into a little more depth about that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a family friends farm that um, it's my dad's friend that he's known for 30 something years. And uh, I grew up going there starting from when I was like eight or nine. So uh, it's kind of funny how everything comes full circle. Uh, met my girlfriend down here in North Carolina, but she only lives 30 minutes from that farm. So whenever I go up and see her, I'm only right there to go to the farm and hunt or shed hunt, what have you. Um, so the whole farm in itself, it's, uh, it's fairly flat. Actually, I've noticed because some of the surrounding areas are fairly hilly. So the terrain's pretty flat there. Um, but it's about half fields and half woods. Uh, it's got a nine acre. It's got a big pond on there. Um, trying to think of. There's a. There's a couple, real thick spots, down low, like where kind of fields meet and properties meet between uh, that farm and the next farm, that are kind of thick corridors. That that's definitely a you know nice terrain feature to have. And uh, I'm gonna. I haven't looked into there too much this past year, but this coming year I will be. And that gets me excited because uh, I know that that's where the deer are, are. That's what they're using. So now, are you using any apps like Onyx for your scouting, or mostly just walking around the property? Um, I haven't used Onyx yet, just because on the farm I know that I have the ability to just walk around, uh, especially obviously in the off season, and it's so far away from the season. I'm not really worried about bumping deer or anything i know i won't be in there pretty much anytime after july i'll have my stand set and i won't be touching it uh but moving forward on other properties yeah i'll probably use onyx um recently i spent recently i spent about 
six or seven total hours over two days walking around the farm and learned a lot just in that time. So I know in the coming days I'll be learning even more, which is exciting. Yeah, because Onyx Map has really been a huge tool for Jeremy and I this year, especially since we hunt a lot of public land. So we're shifting between spots quite frequently. So the Onyx Map has really been a game changer to look at those terrain features, looking at ridges and where we want to get to, uh, especially if we haven't been in there before. And if it's in dark and then we can map out how to get in there and how to get back out. So definitely something to look into, um, makes a big difference. Oh yeah. It, it definitely seems I've, I've tinkered with it. I just haven't been able to mentally pull the trigger on buying, like getting a subscription for it, but definitely looks awesome. We could talk about that off air. <laughs> we'll help you out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, tell us a little bit. I know Virginia's a little more s- south than than Pennsylvania. What time of the year does the rut kick in? Now I know usually about late October you might see a little bit of rut activity here in Pennsylvania, but mostly into the early November to mid November we're seeing a lot of the rut activity. Is it any different in Virginia? Um, yeah, it is. So, you know, I actually, I noticed that as well, because I'm so used to hunting Long Island. And this was the first year that I hunted this amount on this farm. Uh, and so I set my trip up this year. Perfect example is I was there from Halloween until November 10th, I hunted. And I was expecting to see more road activity. And at the same time I was there, we were hearing about all these deer being shot on Long Island between you know november 1st and november 8th 9th and 10th um so i knew the rut was kicking up there which is what i was used to i kind of made the mistake and not realizing that it was going to kick in a little bit later down in virginia and i didn't see any rut activity until the the first rut activity i saw was the morning i had the encounter with splitter which if i'm not mistaken was november 7th or 8th um but he wasn't in that full like kind of dumb love state because he was smart enough to not walk out of the brush on the 30 yard trail in front of me. He knew something was up. So that that's any indication. It was just the start. He was just chasing a little bit, but he wasn't, wasn't making stupid mistakes yet. So probably a couple of days later, I probably would have had him. Yeah. And I think that's the, the hardest part, especially when you're trying to balance work and hunting is knowing when the best time to be out there, just because you only get so many days off to be able to take for that rotation, or you may only be able to hunt the weekends. So you got to kind of optimize on what the best time of year to hunt. Exactly. Yeah. That was, that was my issue this year, which now this coming year, moving to Virginia, um, I'll make sure that I have as much homework done as I can because I know it's only going to turn into good results. Now go over some of your goals for 2020. What, what do you expect to do differently maybe this year than you did last year or what kind of goals are you set for of maybe, maybe a specific deer you're looking for? You talked about splitter. Is there any others that are potential shooters on your property? Um, there was another buck that I had pictures of that was probably a, low to mid 120s eight pointer that i called straight eight um and i had him on camera a handful of times but no other deer on camera um i definitely plan on doing 
a lot of uh, summer filming to see what does come out in the field. But in regards to plans for 2020, um, more so really with the brand overall, um, obviously in regards to hunting, I can, I'll get into that a little separate, but for the brand, uh, our goals are obviously go on hunts and showcase, uh, you know, the hunts that I'm going on. Right. But I definitely want to try to get some veterans on hunts as well, which some of our friends on the farm are, are veterans. That's so really I cool. definitely, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I plan on making uh, videos like with hunts with them uh, as kind of a separate series. Um, Cause again, it's, it's not, it's not all, it definitely is not all about me because no matter what your brand is or stands for, it's, it's absolutely nothing without the people who are willing to support you and like what you do. Um, and that's really my, my goal is just to give back. And if I, I really feel that anybody could, can hop on board with uh, being willing to give back to veterans. And I really want to be able to showcase hunts with them and let them tell their story. Um, And which that's also a goal that I, you know, I want to be able to show off, you know, let them show who they are and what they've done because that's important. Right. I mean, I think everyone, no matter what you do, just wants to be heard at some point. So if that's just a small way we can give back, then great. Uh, and then I definitely plan on with the brand, uh, any merchandise we sell, we're going to, I'm going to start to try to partner here with some nonprofits. I already have one that um, should definitely be uh, being able to hop on board with, which is HHA USA um, and giving a certain percentage of the profit back to veteran nonprofits like themselves, uh, HHA USA. And then I'll try to reach out to more. And I really hope that as many as I reach out to will, will want to, uh, you know, hop on and help because that's the overall goal is to be able to give back, but do it through what we all love. Right. And it's kind of a perfect, perfect mashup really. Um, and so that's, that's in regards to the brand. And again, you know, I guess you could, you know, you could say I'm the the voice and the face of the brand. So the hunts I do are still relevant to the brand, of course, but that's just like the goals for the brand itself for hunt free. Um, but hunting wise for me, my plan is pretty much this. Uh, I'm excited. I get excited every time I talk about it. So I'm, I'm excited to say that, you know, once I get out of the Coast Guard, I'm pretty much just, that's this is all I'm going to do for at least six to seven months. I'm going to, I'm not going to go to school right away. I might work at a local archery shop for a little while, um, but I'm just going to hunt. So I'm probably going to be going to Ohio, Indiana, uh, upstate New York. My dad has, we have 30 acres that we're going to go hunt that we used to hunt when I was younger. Uh, I'm going to hunt Long Island as well. And who knows where else I'll find myself. And if someone invites me, I'm definitely would be willing to go, but I might even try to plan my own public land hunts in maybe Tennessee and Kentucky as well. So I'm going to be all over the place, awesome, which man. I'm excited for. Yeah. Hey, wow. At the time for you, it just seems right. And you know, you have the moments to do it, go do it. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's, you know, I'm a 32 year old school teacher. So some and coach and husband and father. So that's those, that chance for me is long gone. So man, just live it up and go have fun. And like you said, just go pursue it and have fun while you do it. And that's something too, like, I, you know, I, it's not the veteran side of things, but I know for Dimitri and I, like we're taking 
I know I like for a fact, I'm going to have a, a mentor adult hunter for next season. It's actually one of my colleagues, uh, like good or her boyfriend. And, uh, she, she just always talks to me about how he's just so interested in it. He really wants to go hunting. He, he just wants to get like, he's, he's been shooting guns before. Like he's done that type of stuff, but he wants to now take that step of like, I actually want to go hunting and he actually really wants to try bow hunting. So I'm trying to even work with one of our local shops and uh, seeing if we could get him hooked up with a nice little bow for a nice package and, you know, something introductory for him. And again, just hopefully make it an, a new lifelong hunter. And uh, that's, that's something like, like you said, it's not always about you. And that's one of our, our goals and missions for, for next year, for sure. And I kind of like, as you were talking about that, you know, like you said about getting the, the veterans on and are you going to be mainly filming them as, as going through this? Uh, yeah, so kind of kind of to break down, like, you know, if, if, I, if I'm hunting, like, I'll film myself, like, if, if we're on that aspect of things. Um, and then kind of great, too, my, my dad owns a, a bagel store, and he's going to be selling his store this year. He's kind of he's kind of fed up with working so he's it's perfect timing he'll be selling it and uh he's gonna probably come on me come with me with a lot of these hunts um which will be really fun and then uh so that's on that side of the things but when it comes to the veterans yeah so i want to be able to whether it's on the farm in virginia or if someone happens to be closer to upstate new york or long island like where wherever we are whenever i get to bring them out hunting like yeah I'll, i would love I'll be the one filming because I love the whole video editing stuff just as much. So if I'm behind the camera, I'm still going to be having a blast. Um, and so that's my goal is to be able to film them and, and tell a really great story and tell their story. That's, that's important to me. Um, I'm essentially telling mine. I mean, this is, this is my version of me telling my story through this whole hunt three and the brand. So, if I can tell some other people's stories too, then that would be awesome. Great. Yeah. And we, we always talk about it here, Jeremy and I, that when you get more excited about someone else shooting a deer, you know, you're doing, doing it for the right reason. Cause it's all about, like you said, being a community, being friendships. And, and I think that's what really changed hunting for me is when, when, before at a younger age, I was a little more selfish about getting deer and, and, and always trying to get something for myself. But then as I got older, I, I think it might've been the birth of my son and, and thinking about taking him hunting. I, I just enjoyed the process a little bit more. And now, you know, being there for other people is, is really exciting. I agree. And you, you said it right in there and enjoying the process. I mean, that's, that's in anything, whether you're working on your own brand or hunting in general, that's something I really learned this year was it's not about, it's not about just getting something, it's enjoying each moment of the process. And I noticed partway through my 10 day trip in Virginia, how much more fun it was just that me and my dad were there and all of our friends were there than the fact of actually just getting a deer. I mean, it was, it was just awesome. And that's really what it's about for me. So that's awesome. And I mean, I don't even, I know it's going to sound kind of corny coming out, but like for me personally, this was one of the most amazing hunting seasons I've ever had. And, you know, I've been hunting since a very young age and, uh, obviously there was a time and period from college that I did not hunt and I got back into it right after college and everything. And 
I, I wrote my first blog basically about that and how, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But, you know, just like you mentioned about going through that process, I just remember since, I mean, what, Dimitri, like last June, even right after like the Total Archery Challenge here in PA, I was up at Dimitri's house every week. And he and I just would either, we would shoot, we'd hang out, we would go check, like go put trail cameras down. We would just go walk around the property, some of, of either some private and some public land areas and just kind of scout a little bit, even though it's so early. Uh, but with the, just enjoying that. And then Dimitri was first to get his buck down. And it was, I just remember him calling me and I was just so excited and him. I had the opportunity to get mine. And like you mentioned too, Jimmy, about like your dad being there and just hanging out with him. That was like the coolest moment for me because it's been a while since, you know, I had that opportunity to shoot a buck back at home and for my dad, like to be working second shift and be done like at 7am. And I basically already shot my buck at that point in time. And he said, I'll be up in a little bit. And for just to see him come walking down the mountain and then like, I don't know, just, re, you know, being able to retrieve my bucket together. It was, I mean, I don't know if you watched the video of, of me and him uh, actually hugging and I'll, like the pure joy of, of my giggle. Like, it's just something that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just something that it, it's just so pure. And then like you mentioned earlier about your buddy shooting, you know, his deer putting in the work, you know, then it was like a week later, Mike shoots his first, first ever whitetail and then hearing the excitement for him and I was just so pumped. And then I, you know, his dad gets on the phone and I could just hear his excitement because his dad has been hunting for years. Um, and just Mike just got to it very, you know, later in life and that's a okay. But just to hear his dad, his excitement, I mean, I was just, I was on cloud nine just because it's that, it's just that process. And yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head with with that, and it's still going through everything. And it's like Dimitri said, it's his brotherhood. I love, hey, man, if you want to come to PA this, for this fall, come to PA. We'll let's meet up, Central PA. There's plenty of public land. We know some properties we could get on. Like, that's what this is about. And I think a lot of people lose focus of that. And, man, I just love meeting people. Like you said, I love, you know, sharing ideas and telling the, the whether it be in person, the camping stories or telling it over on the podcast and just seeing how we could learn from each other and push each other and have fun doing it and not knock each other or judge each other. That's amazing. And that's why we want to continue to put forth the antler up. That's why I think it's really important to have that hunt free, not only for the veterans, but for just the message in general, like, like you said, the sacrifice yeah. that, that we all do. That's a, that's a big, big thing. I mean, I mean, like my daughter goes to bed, she's in bed right now. My wife is going to hang out upstairs until we wrap things up and I'll be sitting down here doing this. And then tomorrow I'll be getting up at 6am going to work and teaching and doing stuff. And we, you know, like you said, it's you just sacrifice and it's, but it's, again, we love what we do and hopefully it's a message that other people may like or may not, but man, I love doing it and let's roll with it. Right. Definitely. And it, it shows, I think, whether it's you guys, myself, whoever, whoever is portraying that, that message, it shows. Um, and if they're not portraying that, then that's fine to each their own. But that all, you know, that also shows. Um, but I don't think there really is an issue with that in the hunting industry, which makes it really unique and special. There really isn't very many, if any, people who aren't willing to help someone in some form or fashion. Right. Not, and like Dimitri mentioned earlier, the people that we've 
we've had a chance to talk to and meet in person. They've been so receptive and, you know, some of the feedback we've been getting about the podcast. And like I mentioned too, I, I just, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we're just, we're just scratching the surface right now and, and I'm ready to break through and I'm excited to break through. And, you know, I, I want more people like you to come on and tell your message and tell your story, because that's the thing. I love stories. I love, I, I still love reading books and to this day. And uh, so I love a good story. So I, and that's why when I saw that you posted, you know, your, your rebranding and doing the whole hunt free thing, I'm like, let's get them on. Let's, you know, this is what it's about and, um, you know, help each other out. So, you know, Jimmy, thank you for coming on tonight. And, you know, before you get off, you know, how, where could people learn more about you, your social media, um, and and go from there? Yeah. So, um, my Instagram will pretty much lead you to everywhere else. I have a link tree in my bio, so that'll bring you to Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, um, and then whatever else winds up popping up along the way because uh, merchandise, whatever it may be. But my Instagram is hunt.free, and then there's an underscore at the end, so hunt.free underscore. I had to put that in there. I think y'all are going to get a crack out of this. Hunt free in pretty much all the normal variations without any little characters and nothing was taken, but it was taken all by someone, different people on Instagram with the name Hunter Freeman. So they kind of blocked <laughs> me on that one, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, man, thank you so much again for, for uh, coming on and telling your message and telling us about Hunt Free. Again, guys and gals listening, please go check Jimmy out, Hunt Free on social media. And he also has the YouTube and like you mentioned, the TikTok and all that other stuff. So uh, Jimmy, thank you, man. And, and uh, Hunt Free until next time, Antler up. All right, everybody. So that concludes this week's episode with Jimmy G from Hunt Free. Uh, Again, so go check him out on social media, on all those platforms, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram. It doesn't matter. Go check him out. Great dude. Uh, And, uh, you know, obviously, thank you again for listening. And check out antlerupoutdoors.com. Grab yourself a brand new hat. Check us out on on Instagram, antler uh, underscore up underscore outdoors. Give us a holler. Give us a message. You know, whatever you want to talk about on on the, the next podcast, possibly uh, when we do one where it's just Dimitri and I and Mike. You know, any questions that you have, go ahead and share. You know, send us a message. Uh, again, please check out uh, all on the um, the platforms that you listen to. Give us a follow. Give us a review. We greatly appreciate. It helps us out. And uh, again, honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are having so much fun with this stuff. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, hopefully you're getting after it, finding some sheds, getting ready for spring gobbler, hitting the the target scene right now, getting some 3D in even. Uh, So while you're at it, go antler up.